This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. You've got to forgive others and you've got to forgive yourself. The next word that God gave me, and this is what Betsy referenced earlier, God said, remember regard and release a ridiculous praise for the last breakthrough for the last thing that God brought you through now you know that you wouldn't be here today if God hadn't brought you through that last thing for the last thing that he broke you through for the last miracle that he wrought in your life give him a ridiculous praise for that it's a pitiful thing to snatch up the blessings of God and keep wanting more without ever giving him a ridiculous praise for what he has already done. And then after you do that, you release a ridiculous praise. After you remember, remember, what did he do? Remember, where would you be? What would you have? What could you do? If it wasn't for God, remember and regard and then release a ridiculous praise for what God brought you through. Come on, we're not going to trip out over what we've been through because the, the good news is we made it through. But we will remember to give him a ridiculous praise and regard what God has done. And then he says, then see yourself at your next level. See yourself at your next level level according to john chapter 3 verses 2 and 3 it says beloved we are now the sons of god and it does not appear what we shall be but when he appears we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is what it means is when he appears when you get a revelation when he appears by means of revelation when you get a revelation you will see him as he is and you will see yourself the way he sees you Come in here and get a revelation with me right here. We talked about John the Baptist a couple of weeks ago. And John the Baptist, when he was in that same desert, the desert of Judah, the wilderness of Judah, he cried out. He said, I'm, I'm the voice in the wilderness crying out, prepare the way for the Lord. Prepare the way for the Lord. That has to be your same heart's cry. You got to be preparing the way for the Lord in the middle of your desert season, in the middle of your arid season, in the middle of your dry season. Now, I'm not saying everybody is in a dry season. Maybe you're not in it. Maybe you've come through it, but don't forget to give God a ridiculous we came into 2020 talking about being impervious, unable to be affected by, untouchable, impenetrable, incapable of being impaired, incapable of being influenced, persuaded, or even affected by the devil. Do you understand that you have authority given by God and you don't even have to be affected? by the devil. One of the things people often say is, oh, you don't understand. The devil is so busy. The devil is busy. The devil is busy. When you keep saying things like that, you give more credence and credibility to the devil than you do God. Stop talking about how busy the devil is and start talking about how busy God is. Ooh, child, don't you know God is busy? He's making a way out of no way. He's healing my mind. He's healing my body. He's healing my finances. He's healing my relationship. 
stop talking about how busy the devil is and start talking about how busy God is. It's time to change your confession. We came into this year and we said that in 2020, you got to give it all you got. Ain't no half-stepping in 2020. You've got to give it all that you've got. You've got to do all of those. Do you understand God gave us 10 years? He gave us a whole decade to prepare for this decade. So this is the year that we've got to dust those visions off. We've got to dust those notes off and do exactly what we have learned to do. Are you listening to me? Oftentimes we keep wanting more, more, more. You haven't done nothing with what you already have. We've got to go back to the basis. We've got to go back to the foundation and make sure that our foundation is strong and make sure that our foundation is sure. In the Revelation, we talked about Sardis. Sardis was a city, a strong city that was in the cleft of a rock. It was built into the high rock and the walls were high. And it was such a, a secure place because of its position. It was positioned in the rock. It was positioned with the high gates. So enemies could not easily penetrate Sardis but Sardis got the big head because they knew that they were secure because they knew that most enemies couldn't come in they would never go back and patch up the cracks they wouldn't go back and repair broken places they just kept thinking that they were strong and impenetrable until they became what is known as the dead church Come on, we've got to go back to the foundation and make sure that our foundation is sure. By now, we should be drinking, eating strong food, not just drinking baby milk. So we've got to go back to the things that we know. We already know the principles of faith or the ABCs of faith. Ask, believe, confess, come on, demonstrate, expect, forgive, and give. We already know that, don't we? But if we really know it, we will be doing it. When we're not doing it, we're allowing cracks in the foundation. And God can't build nothing sure and strong if your foundation is not in place. Come on, you've got to go back to the basics. This is the year that you give it all that you've got. You recognize that the Holy Ghost is big on the inside. Come on, the Holy Ghost is given to you not to have good church, even though he does make church be real, real good. But the Holy Ghost is not given so we can jump and shout and run around the church and dance, 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 dance all night. That's not why the Holy Ghost is given. The Holy Ghost is given to lead and guide you into all truth, to be a comforter, an advocate, a teacher, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, a strengthener, and a standby. Come on, we have the power of the Holy Ghost and the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, and we're still singing a sad, sad song. Come on, we've got to go back and repair those places that we have left unkept come on it's time to kill the spider and stop keep pulling down spider webs at some time and place you get tired of pulling down the, the spider webs just gone and kill the spider am i making faith to anybody when you know better you're supposed to do better come on are you listening to me we've got to renew our mind you got to press the reset button 
You have to press the reset button. Have you ever had to reset your phone or reset your computer? Or re Sometimes you just have to press the reset button. You've been inundated with so many other things. You've got to press the reset button. I was talking in an LDI today, and, and I just want to, it's nothing bad about social media. It's a great tool. It's a, an incredibly great tool. But we've got to be so mindful that we don't give social media all of our time, energy, and effort. Let's take, what if we, just even for the next 40, 40 days, if we just cut if we just cut it in half, just cut in half and you will see a big difference. You'll see that you found time to rest. You found time to clean up. You found time to read the word. You found time to confess the word of God. You found time to uh, revisit your vision. You'll find the time that you've been missing. Come on, the enemy wants you to be busy, 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 always busy, never accomplishing anything. The enemy wants you to always be putting out fires and never building anything. So this is where we need to take our time back, take control of our time back, take control of our mind back, take control of our rest back. If you're like me, sometimes if I can't sleep, I grab my phone. Put the phone down and close your eyes and just lay there and sing praises unto God. Come on. Let's give God the time that he is due, the, the worship that's due. Why do we just quickly reach for our phone? Because of my job and my position, I often sleep with my phone in the bed. What if I put it across the room instead of sleeping with it in my bed? It won't be as easy for me. And then if it does ring and there's an emergency, I need to get up anyway. Oh, y'all not saying amen right there. I'm just trying to help somebody because God really wants to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think. God has a real big vision for you. God has already laid it out, and now you have to reach for it. You have to stretch for it in the name of Jesus. You've got to renovate your behavior. Do something different. Do something different than you've ever done before. Sometimes what God has in front of us is so big, it's so grand, that we almost get discouraged because it's bigger than us, and we feel like we can't do anything with it, so we just put it aside. We put it aside. How many of us wrote down a vision in the beginning of the year? Remember we prayed with our family? What happened to those pages? What happened to it? How many times have you gone back and, and look at it? you got to go back and look at it, not can't push it over to the side because it's too big. And then sometimes it seems like you're working towards it, but it doesn't seem like anything is happening. You don't have to raise your hand, but I need to lose some weight. I need to lose some weight, and I really want to lose 50 pounds. I want to lose 50 pounds. So when I don't eat sweets and I'm eating clean and I look on the scale and I only lose one pound, my nostrils be just flared because I feel like I should have lost more than one pound. But how do you lose 50 pounds? One pound at a time. So when you see that one pound gone, then you thank God that should pump you up for the second pound. Come on, you don't lose weight 10 pounds at a time. You lose weight one pound at a time. I'm here to encourage you today. Many of us, God has given you a big vision. Come on, you have a vision, a family vision, and we collectively have a vision for our church. And it's a big vision, it's a broad vision. Lansing, Grand Blanc, Pontiac, Sterling Heights, Mount Clemens, Port Huron, and Sarnia, Canada. At one point, I wanted to stop saying it. 
because it just seemed like it was too long taking, why I keep saying it, I keep saying it and it's not here. I'm gonna keep on saying it over and over and over again. Because the more I say it, the more it becomes real to me. Am I making faith to anybody? Because oftentimes, sometimes the things that God has given you, it is so big and it's so grand, it seems like it's, it's, it'll choke you. It'll choke you. But how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you eat a sandwich? How do you eat a piece of candy? Well, most of us eat it one bite. Some people, you know. But you take it one bite at a time, don't you? You don't shove it, you don't cram your mouth full, and it doesn't matter how hungry you are, you can only eat one mouthful at a time anyway. I was watching, Gabe and I were watching one of my shows, Naked and Afraid, and again, I watched this show because of their strategies, not because they're naked. <laughs> naked and Afraid, and they were, had been without food for several days, so they finally got meat. So the girl, she was so hungry, she was trying to eat the meat so fast, the meat got lodged in her throat because she tried to eat it without chewing it. Listen to me, you can't get to the vision without taking one step, chewing, taking one step, it's progression. Come on, this is what we want faith to be. We want faith to be magic. Shazam, and it's there. No, it's going to be one step at a time, one manifestation at a time, one bite at a time, come on. And then you gotta chew, you chew and swallow and then you take another bite. You take, how do I get to the door? I gotta take one step at a time. I can't fly to the, to the door. And my steps are not, my stride is not long enough to make one stride, so I have to make several strides, putting one foot in front of the other until I get where God is taking me to. I need somebody to get a revelation in here with me today. You have to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost that God has delegated to you. The Bible says that the enemy or the adversary is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And you gotta understand, when he's seeking, he's really looking. He's really analyzing who he can devour. So he uses situations and he uses things, and oftentimes, because he's way more patient than we are, he uses impatience then. He sees the one that's impatient. He sees the one that says yes, but it, they really mean no. Whose yay is not yay, whose no is not no. He goes to the person that talks the, the religious jargon, but not living the overcoming life. Come on, he's looking to see who. He can devour, because he can't devour everybody, but he can devour somebody that's slow poking around. Come on, isn't that who the monster gets? The one that's slow poking around, the one that falls down and don't get up. Come on, the monster ain't trying to get the one that's sprinting the fastest. The monster gonna get the one slow poking around and the one that falls. But this is the thing, though you fall, get up. In the life of a Christian, we're going to have times when we fall, but get your hips up and get right back in the race. Don't stay down there feeling sorry for yourself, talking about this always happened to me. Forget all of that. The principle is get up and get back in the race. Are you listening to me? So the enemy is trying to seek who he can destroy because he can't destroy everybody. According to Luke chapter 10, verse 19, in the King James Version, it says, Behold, I give you 
power. What? God has given you what? Power. God gave you the power. It's not your power. It's not your ability. It's not your smartness. It's not your degree. It's the power that God gave you. He says, behold, look, see, take, take notice, regard the power that I've given you. I've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy. So serpents, scorpions, predators, he's already given you power over them. You have to recognize the power that you have over the devil. I'm going to read the latter part of it. But you got to get a revelation because the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. When you stand your ground and you rebuke him in the name of Jesus Christ, what looked like a roaring lion turns into a purring kitten that can't do nothing but sniff at your feet. Come on, the enemy has no power over you. And as I read the latter part of the same verse, it says, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. The key is you have to walk in the power. You have to walk in the power and the authority of the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost. Remember, the Holy Ghost is not given to have good church. The Holy Ghost is giving you power to overcome in your for real, for real life. He has given you an empowerment. Oftentimes we want the devil, I'm sorry, oftentimes we want the Holy Ghost to kick us in the throat and make us do something. The Holy Ghost is not going to make you do what you really don't want to do. When you get sick and tired enough, when you go through enough, when you shed enough tears, when you keep going through the same temptation, test, and trial over and over, you will finally regard the power that the Holy Ghost has given you. He has given you an empowerment to overcome. Come on, we shouldn't be at the base things anymore. Tithe and offering, church attendance, living an overcoming life, those are base things. We should be beyond that, Sardis. If we're not beyond that, then we're set up on a hill in the cleft of a mountain, and we're lying wait for the enemy to come in because all of our foundation is crumbling. We have to have a revelation that you have to walk in the power that God delegated to you. Many of you have heard me tell this story or have this scenario a thousand times. But if Gabe were to go to Gabby and say, Gabby, get in there and wash them dishes, then it's an argument. Because then she's going to say, you wash them. Who you think you are? Now they're going back and forth. But the scenario changes when he says, Gabby, mom says, get in there and wash the dishes. When he said, mom said it, it's just like I said it. So Gabby has the, the, the unction to go in there to wash the dishes. We cannot forget the power of the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus and by his blood, we have power and authority. It's delegated power and it's delegated authority. Listen to me. When we walk in that delegated power from God, the, even the devil, especially the devil, has to regard the power that God gave you. The devil has to regard the power that God gave you. The devil has to regard the power that God gave you. But here's the kicker. You need to regard it too. 
You need to regard the power of the Holy Ghost, the power that God has given you. In Romans chapter 5, verse 7, in the King James Version, it says, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace, and listen to this, the gift of righteousness, will reign in life. Through Christ Jesus, you're designed to reign in life. Oftentimes, we keep saying, when I get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it will be. No, right here, I have to have a day of rejoicing. Because I am supposed to reign in this life. You are supposed to reign in this life as a king. So I was thinking today, and I was thinking about how we came into this 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 year, and, and God, we came in with the roaring 20s. Remember, we're impervious, and we were roaring, and we were, we were girded up, right? We prayed together with our family, wrote our vision down. We're supposed to be having family meetings and things of that nature. But a lot of people wrote, spent that time, wrote the vision down, and laid it aside because it was too big. You see the vision. When you see the vision, there are couple of thoughts that come to your mind you see it but the next thought is how am I gonna get there and then the thought after that who can go with me who is going to help me to get there are you listening to me sometimes things seem like they're too big but if nothing is too hard for God and you're his kid and you reign in his life nothing is too hard for you nothing is too out of your reach I was facing a situation, and somebody asked me, say, oh, are you ready? What, are you ready? And I was like, well, no, no, I ain't quite ready. They said, why? I said, I don't have no money. My daughter, Essence, swung around on me. She's like, what? I was like, I'm just explaining it. She said, the person didn't ask you, did you have money? They said, are you ready for your next level? Because God has people strategically in places to use their power, their might, their ability, and their influence, and they can teach you how to work around money situations. It's not what you have right now. It's what you get when you're on the way. Come on. When God gives us a vision, we see the vision like this. This is what we see. We see the vision. We say, ooh, glory to God, vision, vision, vision. Then when you open that thing up and you see them 500 pieces, you're like, who's going to help me do this? This is how the vision is. We see, this is how we see it. This is how it comes. Piece by piece, puzzle piece by puzzle piece. Are you listening to, we get so geeked when we see this. Then why do we lose heart when we see this? Come on, don't lose heart. All you have to do is put it together one piece at a time. One step at a time, one bite at a time, one mouthful at a time. Come on. Don't be weary and well-doing in due season. You will reap if you fail not. Come on. I need to encourage you today. Get people together. I remember we used to sit in families. Go buy you some puzzles. 
Buy some puzzles and put them together as your family. Put the cell phones on the table over there and get together with your family and begin to put some puzzles together. This is how you're going to put your family vision together. One piece at a time and every joint supplies. Don't stop them little kids because them little kids, my, my little grandkids, any little thing, they come praying. They do. They come praying in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm like, oh, glory. I told you my little grandson, I had the thing wrapped up on my finger. And he said, why is the tape on your finger, Grandma? I said, oh, my finger was hurting. He just grabbed my hand and started praying. In the name of Jesus Christ, your finger is healed, Grandma. He said, does it feel better? I said, it actually does feel better, Todd. She said, then take the tape off. <laughs> Come on, every joint supplies. Come on, get you some puzzles and spend time together just talking. Turn the TV off, turn the music off. When is the last time you just sat at the kitchen table and laughed and talked? Talked about child talking. Come on, we got to get together because every joint supplies. Come on, we don't, we don't have time to try to recover our family 10 years from now. Let's pull them together now because together every joint supplies. We get excited with the big picture, but why do we get discouraged about the pieces? Come on, we can't be like the lady trying to bite up and she was choking. They had to do the Heimlich maneuver. She was so hungry for the big picture that she didn't know, I just got to take it a bite at a time. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you eat a hamburger, a sandwich, anything? One bite at a time. Come on, go pull your vision out. Pull it out. It might seem like it's big, but guess what? God already assigned some people that are going to help you. People that will use their power, might, their influence, their ability, and maybe even their finances. But stop always looking for somebody else to use their finances. Figure out a witty way to do it. You better be like me, grab your clothes out of your closet that you ain't wearing and you can't wear them blue jeans that you haven't worn in seven years because you can't sell them. Sell them, you don't have to sell them for $50, $5 here, $5 there. It's money, isn't it? And if it's nothing more, it's a seed. And a seed will do what? Meet any need. Every head bowed, every eye closed in prayer. No. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.